Welcome to season two of the Fearless Lady Podcast. I am your host, Charlene Light, and this season, I'm taking you on the greatest adventure of my life. I'm moving to Paris. I am a fearless coach and a soul guide here to inspire you as I navigate all things spiritual in the greatest city in the world, Perry. After spending a year tackling my fears at 40, I learned that everything that we truly desire and who we came to be is on the other side of our fear. Life gets to be as fun and miraculous as you dream it to be. So what are you waiting for? Let's begin. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the Fearless Lady Podcast. I always imagine that you're here in Paris with me and we're sitting at a cafe. We've just ordered our cappuccinos and we're getting ready to eat lunch and I'm going to start to just share what's been going on. Um, so you can take a moment and just kind of like drop into that visual, whether you're listening to this on a jog or whatever, you're actually here in Paris with me. <laughs> I'm really, really excited to announce that I have a brand new group coaching program called Awaken Your Soul. It's six weeks where I'm going to be walking you through various concepts that are, you know, this is the ego's version versus your soul's version. So it's all about how to live and listen from your soul, which is really the bigger part of us. Um, so for instance, um, the first week we're going to talk about intuition as imagination. And this is something that I have never actually heard in any spiritual text except when I started to really ask myself and get involved in, you know, how do I receive information? How do I receive my higher guidance? And so a lot of people don't actually consider that it's the same place as we receive our imagination, right? So I really knew that I was going to be um, highly clairvoyant because I always had an active imagination. I was always like such a visual person. That's how I learned. I also was an avid dreamer. Like I would remember my dreams as a child. So I'm going to actually talk about this in this episode in more detail, but this first week is really about who we were as children has a direct correlation to how we receive our higher guidance. And a lot of times we don't think about that, right? So the second week is going to be um, ego as expansion. The third week is body as soul language. And this is also a really um, interesting topic because we often don't think that our body is our highest intuitive tool. That is how our souls speak to us, right? We talk about this all the time, or you can read about this, which is like, our body is our greatest truth teller. I talked about it in the last episode. Um, Week four is relationships as divine assignments. This is such a great juicy topic because it's not just about romantic relationships. Every relationship that you have is actually here to for you to grow. So we learn our greatest lessons, sometimes really hard, tough lessons through our relationships, right? The fifth week is going to be experience as wisdom, how to really look at every experience in your life, including the unwanted experiences, and turn it into wisdom. The final week is going to be called manifestation as flow, and this is going to be really targeting this idea, because you know it's very trendy to talk about manifestation, especially law of attraction manifestation, and that's really... That's coming from a very ego-driven place because a lot of times what we think we want, we want it because we want to feel a certain way once we get it. So when you start to tap into your soul's desire, when you kind of let go of the specifics of the thing that you want, that's when things start to really unfold a lot quickly, a lot more quickly. And also that's a way to really tap into this, the surprise and delight of life 
right? Because often we don't know what's for our best and our highest good. You know, like we could be wanting something and then realizing like many, many years later, maybe we get it and we're like, wow, I, I don't actually want that anymore. It doesn't feel right anymore. Maybe that was just like conditioning telling me that I really wanted that, you know? So it's going to be six weeks. It's going to start November, November, sorry. <laughs> it's going to start September 11th. I'm putting that link in the show notes to so make sure you check it out. Okay, so I'm going to jump right in and tell you what happened to me as a child. (laughs) It sounds very dramatic, um, but I experienced something that was quite unusual. And really, this is to invoke the idea to get you excited about, you know, who you were as a child really does impact how you are going to receive your higher guidance. You know, the truth is we all come here um, highly intuitive, right? If you look at children, their imaginations are incredible, right? They're so present. They have no conditioning whatsoever to stop them from believing everything and anything, right? Oftentimes you'll hear children talk about, you know, very psychically, like they have a sense about something. And then later on, like I was, you know, my client who was pregnant, her son actually was the one who said, oh, this is my little sister. And it ended up being that she had a girl. So children are super, super intuitive, very, very psychic. And we just get deconditioned out of it as we get older for many reasons. But the primary one, primary, why can't I speak? But the main reason is because we want to be normal. We want to do everything we can to assimilate, to be, you know, part of the group. You know, we don't want to look weird. We don't want to look, you know, odd. We want to, like around age seven is when we start to realize like maybe we're a little different. And so we really dumb down our authenticity and we become a version of ourselves and we reject that very part of ourselves that is the truth of who we are you know, then we start to want what other people have, whether it's I want to look like them, or we just kind of get conditioned out of the authenticity that we were born with. So this is what's fascinating to me because who we were as children really is everything when you think about you kind of like come full circle when you start to do this work. When you are on your spiritual awakening, you start to unpack, like, how did I get here? How did I believe these, these things? Like, how did I get at this job that I don't like? How am I in this relationship, right? You start to really question, who am I really? So for me, what happened was I completely forgot about this, what I'm going to share. I completely forgot about it. And it wasn't until I was doing my 40 Fearless Acts journey and something happened that I was like, wait, I was doing this as a child. And it just really came full circle. And I was like, whoa, this is really trippy. And this is what happens when we start to take this deep dive into like, who am I really? So when I was a kid, I was maybe like five or six years old. I remember we were going on a long uh, car ride trip, right? We were going to like Tahoe or something like that from Los Angeles. I don't know. So I was sitting in the back seat and I always would play with myself. I mean, you see this happening all the time with children. They just create those imaginary worlds, right? So that's essentially what I was doing. But I had my happy meal. I remember this. I had a happy meal and I was done with it. So I was taking, you know, the toy. I was taking the papers that, you know, the burger was in. And I started to do this game where I was moving these items from one hand to the other and I was doing this imaginary like you know elevator up and I don't know I was I was keeping my body and my 
my mind really occupied. I just had this thing where I was like, I'm going to keep repeating this. So I kept repeating the same thing over and 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 over until finally, all of a sudden we arrive and I was like, whoa, what? Like I, I made the, uh, the connection that it felt as if no time passed. It felt like I somehow sped through time and all of a sudden we arrived. I don't even know what was happening, but I knew it was so cool. I was like, because I, what I realized now, I was tapping into what's called zero point energy. And what that is, is that is all of consciousness. That is the zero point where creation where creation begins, right? It's, it's sort of like everything is neutral. Time doesn't exist. It is a very, very powerful, powerful energy point that I had no idea as a child what that was, but I knew what it felt like. I knew that by repeating, I mean, I didn't know this. Again, I wasn't aware of it, but somehow I tapped into this larger part of me, which actually is the larger part of all of us, our soul or, you know, whatever it is, right? And I was able to, I guess, fast track, <laughs> avoid 3D reality for however long that, that ride was, a couple of hours, and all of a sudden we, we arrive. So this experience was very, very different. It was very new. It was super cool. And I was like, I am all about this. I didn't tell anybody because, of course, my who, who's going to believe a kid? <laughs> I don't even know what I would say. It's hard to even talk about right now, right? You kind of have to experience it. However, so I started to do this a lot, right? It became like my thing. And I remember maybe a few years later, I was like 10 years old and we went to San Diego and I started to do it now in public. Um, so I was in the pool and I started to do this thing where again, I'm repeating, 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 blah, 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 blah. blah. And all of a sudden, everything is in slow motion. I don't hear anything. And I just, my mom is pulling me out of the pool and I feel like maybe somebody's on me, but I can't really tell. And then all of a sudden it's like turning the volume up super loud. Everything comes back into real time and there's all this chaos going on. And apparently there's a guy behind me. The guy jumped in the pool, grabs me from behind. My mom sees this, thank God, and starts to call me. She keeps saying to me like, why didn't you listen? Why weren't you coming over when I was telling you and I was calling your name? And I was like, what are you talking about? So I, of course, freaked out. And I was like, oh my God, this thing that I'm doing, it's not safe. Like basically what happened was this guy had a record. Like he was not a good guy. Like the police came, it was a whole thing, but that experience was very traumatic for me. And I, that's when I was like, I can't do this thing anymore. Like whatever this is, like that's a no, like it felt good, but that's not happening <laughs> anymore as you can imagine. But it was so weird because I don't even know how long um, I was in the pool. I don't, I don't know why like, it's, it's hard to describe. Okay, okay, um, before I go into all that, I'm going to tell you the third time it happened, and this is as an adult. So I shut that part of me off. I don't talk about it to anyone. Of course, it's traumatic, and I don't know what this thing is, right? So I'm doing my 40 fearless acts, and I'm teaching a yoga class, and a lot of times in yoga, right, we repeat the same thing, same sequencing, same words. I get in a zone, you know, you kind of get lost into it, right? And then all of a sudden... My mind, the identity of me, which is talking and cueing those yoga poses, I'm starting to, I'm starting to hear that in the background. And I start to tap into what feels like this larger 
bigger, most expansive like energy that I'm like, I just remember going, what is going on? And how is it that I'm not like, I'm hearing myself talk and, and say these words, but I'm not doing it. It's just happening automatically. What is, and I'm like having these thoughts, but at the same time I'm experiencing this thing and I'm like, what is happening? What I can tell you is that you're void of any feeling. I had no feeling whatsoever. And what I mean by that is I felt free because I had no feeling. Because if you think about it, as humans, we've developed so much conditioning. We've developed fear. We've got, you know, um, insecurity. We've got all these things that are very like, you know, you can feel it. It's like when you're in your body, you're like, oh, right, that's who I am. Because you can feel like the blocks and the things kind of like um, that make you you, right? But when I was tapping into this energy, it felt like I felt so free of that because I'm like, I don't know what this is, but this is amazing. And then all of a sudden, I go right back into the me, the identity me, and I'm, I'm, you know, teaching this class. And I was like, what just happened? <laughs> I have never experienced this before. And then I was like, wait, have I? And that's when it hit me that I was doing this thing as a child. I had experienced this before. And why would it show up now? And what is it about, like, what, what, what is the universe trying to tell me? What is my soul trying to tell me? Like, this is so weird. So I, at that point, started to Google search. I was trying to figure out what this thing is. I was looking at meditations. Like, is that how, is that what this is? Like, I had no idea until really the pandemic. So the pandemic hits and I started to get really curious around what is intuition? How do you receive it? Blah, blah, blah. And I started talking to this girl and I told her my experience and she said, oh, that's zero point energy. And I was like, what? And I was like so excited to actually identify like what it is. And I looked it up and it, everything that it was talking about, I was like, that's it. That's exactly what I was doing. And I was like, why would I be experiencing that? Why, what, why would my soul want to remember that? And so when I started to really take a deep dive into it, I was like, oh my God, it's so interesting how, because this is what I want to say about this is that there are clues. There are clues from our childhood that allow us to see, um, like what our true purpose is allows us to see how we naturally, like I do this all the time when I'm, you know, when I'm talking to a client, I'm always asking like, what were your dreams as a child? And inevitably people will be like, I don't know, or it takes them a while to actually say it. And it's because we get so blocked as adults, we kind of forget who we were as children and what would light us up and all the weird things that we did that aren't really weird at all. They just really are authentic. That's, that's who we really are is those weird things, right? Don't, don't, try to make your weirdness normal. Like, no, we came here to be as weird as possible. You know what I mean? I'm going to get a bumper sticker from that. Um, anyways, so when I started to really take a deep dive into this and I realized like, oh, I had been doing this before, it really started to make sense by the way that I was. I always believed that anything was possible, anything. And I think that's why I'm so fearless is because I believe that no matter what, I'm going to be okay because anything is possible. Not because I read it in a book, not because my parents believe that, because let me tell you something, they did not, not because I saw it in a movie, but because I experienced something. I experienced something that, that opened me up to the possibilities that this is not all there is, that this somehow is just a facade. And what I mean by this is this physical 3D reality, that there is more, way more than what we are actually experiencing. 
And then I had it affirmed for me by doing my whole 40 fearless acts because I had so many crazy manifestations where I would think something and it would show up. And I mean, it was wild. Because again, what are you doing when you're stepping into fear every single day? You're creating, you're releasing resistance. So you are the closest, it's like you're, you're, you know, they talk about the veil. It's like I'm no, no, no longer have a veil around me. I no longer have a guard. So like things can just drop in and come to me and like a magnet. So things that I'm just curious about would show up in my reality. And by the way, that happens now all the time in Paris. And I talked about that even just two weeks ago where it's like all of a sudden the synchronicities start to show up like crazy. That's how you know. That is how you know that you are in communication with source, with your, your higher self, whatever you want to call it, is when synchronicity starts to happen. You get curious around something and all of a sudden like it shows up like crazy, um, which is so fun. That's what makes life so, so, so fun. And it's interesting because it's even like the idea of I'm going to step into fear 40 different ways and then I'm going to blog about it and I'm going to share it on social media. If you look at my 40 fearless acts, like I wasn't doing these death defying things. What I was doing was I was pushing the boundaries of my identity. I was trying to play with life in a new way that not only excited me, but that would allow me to experience a different reality because I knew my soul came here to experience and to push boundaries. I mean, a thousand percent. Again, so it all is starting to make sense, like connecting the dots. Because, you know, it's so funny when I was trying to get a book deal for, I don't know if I even talked about this, but I had, you know, met with a couple of agents. I got some interest, but one agent specifically said something around, you know, the acts have to be really, really grandiose and huge. And I was like, that is easy to do. You know what's hard to do? Showing up every day in your regular life and asking, what about making a different choice? What if I did this thing that just dropped in right now, like walking into Planned Parenthood and deciding to give them a meditation? What if I just walked up to this cute guy and asked for a kiss on the cheek? That is actually fearless because you are, you are saying, I'm going to take this identity that has been with me for 40 years, and you're saying, I'm going to try something different. And then you're creating, a. I created a pattern. Because once you do anything past 21 days, you've got a new habit. You've actually created a new loop, a new program in your brain, which is why I believe that everything kind of shifted after the 21st day, you know, because I was creating, I literally was living a new reality. It was very, very, it was the most expansive experience of my life in terms of what I what I would say, um, what I always believed to be true about life, but it was also the hardest because when you are pushing that quickly for so long, you're going to be met with a lot of resistance. Like the whole idea of polarity, right? Oh, I don't know why I can't say that word. Polarity, right? It's like the yin and the yang, the shadow aspect of who we are. It's like whenever you push forward, there's always something in the shadow that kind of um, also shows up behind you. That's what I always say about belief work. It's like, yeah, we clear these beliefs, but then, you know, more show up. <laughs> We're never going to be done with this work. This is the journey of our lives, but it can be so much more fun than we are actually living. So there's a really important piece that I want to really nail in, okay? When I experienced zero point energy, like I said, I had no feeling in that energy. So what do you think? What do you think as a soul 
that would like if I'm a soul and I'm wanting to live in this regular 3D reality and experience this human life, why would I choose to be a human? What do you think? <laughs> I'll give you a hint. If I can't feel anything, I'm going to want to feel the humanness because that's going to expand me. This is, I'm, I'm talking as your soul, okay? So we came here as humans to feel. We came here to feel. We came here to feel everything. That is why in my 40 Fearless AX, I said one of the biggest takeaways was, wow, we are not meant to be happy all the time. We are meant to feel a full spectrum of emotion. That was my biggest takeaway. It's not that we spend our lives trying to achieve happiness or I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy every day. No, you have to feel the full spectrum of every single emotion. That's why they say like in order to heal it, we have to feel it, you know? So this is a really, it's so powerful even just saying it because I'm like kind of connecting the dots as I'm sharing it with you, which is so, it's mind blowing if you think about it. It's like, Tapping into that, that void, even though it felt so free, I only know it to feel free because I know the opposite of it, which is to feel insecure and scared and lonely and restless and annoyed and stressful. I only know what the void of that feels like because I know what feeling is. Isn't that crazy? I mean, is your mind just kind of blown a little bit? <laughs> So when you think about your life, think about all the times you don't want to feel the pain. Think about the times you don't want to feel heartbreak. Think about the times you want to avoid feeling rejection and abandonment. And it just breaks my heart because it's like we're meant to grow and evolve by feeling these feelings. We're not meant to push them away and to numb them. And so... I'm saying all of this, number one, because, well, really, it's just mind-blowing to me that I got to experience this, like, firsthand, really, multiple times through the 40 Fearless Acts and then through tapping into zero point. So maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm touching upon something that this is going to be my TED Talk or something. <laughs> this is going to be my TED Talk, everyone. Um, because I experienced both. It was, it's just so profound. And so I wanted to kind of give you some tools for how to pick up on the subtleties of the idea that we're supposed to feel it to heal it. Okay, so let me give you an example. Most of the time, so if you think about how our brains work and really our nervous system, it wants to keep us safe. So if I am in a situation, let's say I have an experience where I'm feeling um, threatened or I don't like it. It's, it's triggering me in a way that I, I'm feeling like my abandonment issues are showing up, whatever. So I come home and what happens? A couple of things. I get angry at myself. The mind is doing this dance where it's like, you should have never went. Why did you even go? You know, this is how you feel, blah, 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 blah. So it's like berating me in my head, right? Then I'm going outside and I'm looking at people and I'm triggered even more because again, these are lenses that we put on as protective layers, right? So if I'm, tri if I'm triggered and I'm you know, already agitated and I'm fighting with myself, you betcha I'm gonna be triggered and fighting with people 
outside in the real world. They might not know it, but in my mind, this guy walks by, oh, I can't believe that guy, or I can't believe what she's wearing. Judgment starts to show up, right? So it's on and on and on and on. This is how people live their lives, completely unconscious that they're doing it, okay? All because I got triggered and I don't want to feel, and here's the thing, we don't, we're not aware of it, right? If you think about our brains and our nervous system, our whole bodies is designed to protect us. So here's something you can ask yourself when you start to notice, why am I being so judgy, blah, 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 blah. You can start to say, what feeling am I trying to avoid? What feeling am I trying to avoid? And if you start to sense it, you're like, oh, I don't want to feel rejection or I don't want to feel abandonment. And what you can do is you can journal out dear abandonment or dear rejection or dear judgment, whatever. What would you have me know? And I promise you what will come out of it is you're going to realize like, oh my God, I felt, I felt this way in that moment. And now I'm doing the same thing and I'm pushing it out, projecting it out because I don't want to feel this. And I'm telling you, not only do you, should you feel it? That's your healing there is to feel it. Your healing is to feel that emotion and let it move through you. And so there's many ways you can do this. I talk about breath work a lot. That's a big one. Um, but you can actually, if you, you're, what you want to do is to get into the body. So if you're a runner or if you're somebody that loves exercise, I would create the intention this, you know, next 30 minutes, I'm going to allow this emotion of abandonment move through me. And you're going to have that intention. Again, we have to call it out. We have to ask for it. That's our free will. Our free will is a, our superpower. Okay. So you always want to have the intention. I say this, even when I would teach, you know, yoga class, what is your intention for this class? Because that's your opportunity to move through something, right? To get it embodied. We want to feel our feelings. We want to move through them so they can be alchemized, so that it can be brought back to the light, so that it no longer is a shield. It no longer is a guard. And we can stay open and open-hearted. And that's when, that's what I'll talk about as far as like flow. That's when we get in really into the flow. That's when we become a magnet to our desires. That's when things just, synchronicity starts to happen. That's what I'm talking about when life gets really fun and magical. It's so amazing when you start to do this work because you can pick up on it. So now, even when I'm going through something really traumatic, which I just went through something, I, you know, I mentioned it in the last episode, and then I went through something again. Um, I now have practiced this tool so well that I can catch myself going, what am I trying to avoid here? The feeling. What, what feeling is it, right? And then I was like, ah, there it is. And then I take that through breath work or whatever it is. And I know sometimes you're not in the mood, right? But that's usually, you know, whenever we have the biggest resistance is that's our greatest transformation is on the other side of it. So that's always an indication to go there. You know, and you can always stop if, if it's too much, you know. There's, there's no um, perfect prescription for your medicine. <laughs> I like that. There's just no perfect way to do it. I'm just, I'm offering these tools because they work for me. And on the other side of it, it feels amazing. And I promise you, things will not, you won't stay low for that long. Like you're going to look, you know, when people are in the hospital and you look at their monitors, like to see the heartbeat, right? What is the... The sign for like somebody that's healthy is when the heartbeat is like super going from one extreme to the other, right? And really fast. That's kind of how you, you want to live life. 
is in that spectrum of just like feeling the most alive, most emotions, all, you know, it, it's not, it sounds more overwhelming than it is, but it's, it's also really exhilarating. And that's why I feel like my highs are super high and my lows, I mean, I guess they're technically low, but I know it's not going to last. I know that it's here for me. So therefore I can really let go and just allow myself to feel it. And one more thing I was going to add was about journaling from the perspective of your, of your emotion. That's super powerful because our emotions want to have a stage. They want to be felt. They want to be heard. And then they usually have a gift for us. They usually tell us something that we, that we need to hear, you know? And so journaling them out and then saying, you know, dearest judgment, what, would you, what do you need for me now? You know, or dearest um, rejection, what do you need for me now? And usually they need a lot of love. Like, it's okay. It's like you become this parent to, to your emotions. And, but it's a beautiful process. I mean, this is what it means to be awakened. This is what it means to live a life that is truly, purely from your soul. I mean, obviously I'm human. And again, I want to have that humanness. I want to feel things. I want to experience things. That's the fun of, of this whole journey, right? My, my, my soul and your soul and all of consciousness, like we move consciousness forward by, by having these experiences. We are changing the, you know, when people say like we're moving from, you know, 3D, 4D to 5D, it's like, we're all doing this, that people talk about the new earth, right? It's because a lot of us who are awakened are starting to share this information and we're getting other people on board and, and we're pushing consciousness forward. Like the veil, they always talk about the veil. I mean, I feel like sometimes I talk about this stuff and I'm not even sure if it's, if it's really authentic because you can kind of get a little bit I feel like sometimes I, I might be conditioned <laughs> because I listen to this stuff so much. So I'll just tell you from my own words is that it does feel like you're a part of something much bigger. You just feel it. You just know it. And so it, it becomes less about you. Like I was having this conversation with a client actually, and I said to her, you know, before a yoga class, one thing that I would, I would say, and this is a, a course in miracles actually, but I would say if I was like really nervous, because a lot of time I would, you know, be subbing for so many different classes. I mean, it's so crazy to think about that life. But anyways, I would say before each class, like, God, what would you have me know? What would you have me do? What would you have me say? And by doing that, I was opening this vessel for my higher self, for God, for source to move through me so that it wasn't about me. This wasn't about, I'm going to teach this class and I'm going to tell them what to do and I'm going to have this playlist and they're going to love it. It wasn't about that. It was like, let me get out of the way and let me just be with this group and whatever is going to come through, I'm trusting is the perfect medicine. And that was what made it fun for me and why I did it for so long because I felt like it was this dance. And that's Ultimately, ultimately, what living feels like when you are living from the perspective of your soul, it feels like a dance. It feels like play. It feels exciting. So, um, yeah, I think I'm going to end the episode here. <laughs> and I want to thank you again for listening. And I've got that link for my group coaching program. So make sure you check it out. You can always book a session with me. I would love it. And let me know. You know, I love getting messages. If you've listened to this episode and you really enjoyed it, I would love it um, if you shared it with somebody. And don't worry, I'm picking up the tab. <laughs> and have a beautiful rest of your day, everyone. Au revoir.